you're listening to insuranceradio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at insuranceradio.com. This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker & Company, an approved CE education provider for nearly every insurance and financial advisory firm in the U.S. When your next CE deadline rolls around, click on adbanker.com. If you don't see our name on your preferred provider list, call your home office and ask them to add us, adbanker.com. Kevin Scully has been district manager for Farmers Insurance in Newark, California since 1997. He has guided many successful agents, including two President's Council agents and many championship and topper club agents over his career. After graduating from San Diego State University with a bachelor's degree in public administration and a stint in residential construction, Kevin began his career with farmers in 1986 as a field property claims representative, adjusting large fire losses in the San Francisco Bay Area. Every day, Kevin continues his search for talented individuals who are willing to take on the challenge and reaping the rewards of starting and growing their own small insurance business. Please welcome to our program, Kevin Scully. Kevin, it's good to see you this morning uh, here in uh, Newark, California. Good to see you too, Des. So you, when we were chatting a little bit earlier, you mentioned that uh, you worked, uh, your first job was working for your dad. Uh, I think, what did you say, about age 12? What did you do? Well, nothing too difficult, obviously, but uh, he wanted me to get going uh, early. Uh, I believe I was making four bucks an hour. I couldn't tell you what the minimum wage was. Well, it was more than that back then, or in the minimum wage was less. But um, I, he just wanted to get me going uh, and I think to realize what what he did and how hard he worked and what you know what's necessary to, I think, to be successful. And I think that's rubbed off on me quite a bit. And I hadn't really thought about that till right now. Um, I, I work too much. I ask anybody, especially my wife. Uh, and, uh, maybe that's, maybe that contributed to it, but you know, that's, that's what it takes to do what we do. What kind of business was it that your dad had? It was a paint manufacturing company. Um, it was a, a small company. Um, uh, but the, the product was the best that you could get. And that's why the majority of the painters went there. Yeah. And once you worked with it, you didn't want to work with anything else. And, you know, just like, just like with farmers, maybe we ask you to pay a little bit more, but you're going to get. Yeah. more for it. And what was your job? Uh, when he, when your first day on the work with first, your dad, uh, what did he uh, set you up doing? I was probably breaking down boxes. I'm sure it was stuff that where I, I couldn't do too much damage, but, uh, you know, sweeping up, just doing just silly stuff like that. But you know, it, it turned into where I was doing quite a bit after a while. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, uh, now where did you grow up? Uh, here in the Bay area? In San Mateo, California, just, uh, kind of right in between San Francisco and Stanford university. Really? Okay. And where did you go to college? I went to college at San Diego State University. Yeah. I noticed you studied uh, public administration. I did. Well, yeah. that's... Were you thinking about getting into politics? No. Or... Well, uh, no. Uh, it it kind of happened just because... Well, it for, San Diego State forced me to do that. And when I say that, it, it forced me to do it because the business school was impacted at the time. Getting classes was crazy. All the lower division courses were the same for business and for public administration. Plus, you know, I had an interest in working in government. Um, that changed. But um, 
you know, it's, it's something that I could always fall back on, but, um, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, getting jobs down in San Diego was, was difficult at that point in time in the early eighties. And, um, it seemed like at that point it was more the place you got transferred to as opposed to the place you started, even though you'd been there quite a while. And, um, so I came back home and just kind of fell into working for farmers. Yeah. How did you, uh, how did the opportunity come up to you get in the insurance business? Was that something you set out looking for or um, just kind of happenstance? You know, I, 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 when I was in high school, I thought about getting into insurance. Um, I, I didn't really, I was kind of like everybody else, I suppose. I didn't really know much about it other than, you, you know, you had to have it. And when you had a claim, which I did when I was younger, several um, you know, it paid off. Um, so I, I thought about when I was going to be a business major, it was going to be marketing and insurance, insurance and marketing, that kind of thing. And I, I couldn't really tell you why, um, other than it, it interested me a little bit. Um, but you know, couldn't get classes. Yeah. When you started in the business, uh, you know, tell me about maybe your first customer, you know, what was your First customer, and what kind of policy did you write? Uh, well, my first cut, I started as a claims adjuster. Oh, okay. So, and that was, you know, I had a, uh, in the summertime, after my dad had sold his business, uh, I went to work for a custom home building company on the peninsula, and we worked in either doing additions to or built new construction in uh, the towns of uh, basically Hillsborough and Atherton, which are, I mean, with big money, old money, and... So these, these were big places. Um, so I got a lot of experience there. And so when I got out of school and couldn't find a job, I, I actually ended up having to go to a company that helped me find the job. They got me the interview with farmers and, and I got on with farmers mm-hmm. because of my construction background. And so I ended up being uh, a property claims adjuster, going to people's houses when water damages, fires, because I could write the estimates. So yeah, then then onward from there. So when she when you were in uh, construction, uh, was your specialty like the rough end and the drywall, or were you more of a finished guy? I was not a finished guy. No, I was doing I was doing the basics. I was I was there when the job was getting started. Once it was all closed up, there was there. No, I was going to the next place to do a lot of the hard stuff. Now having uh, some background in uh, construction like that, did that help you when you get into the claims adjusting? Oh, it was it was probably the reason I did, or they they wanted me. It made life a lot easier. I, I didn't need much training in terms of doing the estimates. Um, I mean, I knew how to build a house, so it wasn't that it wasn't that hard. Um, you know, so yeah, it helped. It made it easier. Uh, it made it more fun uh, because having to learn all that stuff, not knowing anything about it, that would have been tough. And when you were adjusting claims, did you ever see some uh, kind of interesting uh, oh, yeah. claims? Uh, no idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there was there was interesting stuff, uh, a lot of tough stuff because it's hard when you walk up to somebody and they're standing in front of what used to be their house, you know, and all that's left is the foundation and the chimney. And then, I mean, you 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 turn into a psychologist because it's just you know it, it did the thing that I enjoyed making people whole again, but the part that really got tough was you know meeting people on one of the worst days of their life. Yeah, that got a little. A little draining. And you're here in the Bay Area, uh, and of course, uh, fires are uh, 
happen. Uh, right. Were you involved in any of the Oakland fires? No. Or have any clients that were impacted by No, because I, I was I was an adjuster for two years, and I was out of adjusting in 88, and, and the fire, I think, was, was it 91, I think, was 91 or 92. Um, so, no, I didn't get involved in that. Yeah. No. As a the background with it, as an adjuster, uh, of course, uh, it seemed, would seem to be a great advantage. You're able to see the other side of the equation. Uh, what do you think you learned as an adjuster that really helped you when you became a producer? Um, well, I, I just basically needed to learn how to how to um, uh, process the sales because I knew I knew too much. That was a problem. There were times where I'm sure I talked myself out myself out of sales because I tried to compensate for lack of experience in in insurance sales, telling people how much I knew about their policy, and they really didn't care. So, um, I had to get away from doing that, but it made it a lot easier. I mean, I smooth because I've been dealing with agents. So, I mean, I had a handle on what they were doing, and uh, you know, I ended up being in the same district with a lot of agents that I adjusted claims for. So it was, yeah. it was neat. What did you, uh, if you're thinking back about when you were just a raw agent, just starting out, you know, when was uh, the point when the light bulb went on, or when you realized? Uh, what was it that was uh, was significant to you that says, "Hey, I, I think I get it." Wow, I don't I don't know if I could put my my finger on something. Uh, I don't know when my first monthly paycheck was five thousand bucks, and I think maybe I think maybe I get what I'm doing. But I ha- I was fortunate to have a, a a legendary farmers district manager named Terry Lowry that I um, uh, that I was fortunate enough to uh, be an agent for and then work for for seven years. Um, you know, we have great agents in our district that, you know, a couple of them in particular took me under their wing. And, you know, it was uh, it was it was a very helpful group. Um, but I don't know that I could ever pinpoint. I still don't. Ten times a day, I still don't think I know what I'm doing because it's just yeah. everything goes sideways, you know, and yeah. you just, you know. Do you feel like the uh, when you men- we think of mentors, uh, other producers or district managers, you know, is it more of the psychology and the emotional support, or is it more of the technical support, or or is it is it a mix? Uh, you know, what is yes. your perspective on that? It, it, it's both. I think you get the uh, you get from my district manager. I got the motivational the motivational support. He was you know he was our Vince Lombardi, and uh, um, the technical side and the sometimes the shortcut side got from from fellow agents um one agent in particular mark bromley who uh who invited me to be in his office with him after i was an agent for about a year um um i I learned the right way to do things you know and and having somebody like that that you can watch listen to um he's a tremendous life insurance producer i still can't do what he does i mean it's just one of those deals you know, you can sit outside the door and listen and listen. I mean, it's just, you know, you get your own version, it makes you better, but you can never do what they do. And um, so I got, you know, a little bit from, from each person. Yeah. What do you think is more than a common misconceptions uh, about uh, the insurance business, about your business uh, among the general public? At- um, there were commodity brokers that... Um, we're concerned about commissions and that's it. And that couldn't be further from reality, especially with, with our, the way our competitive environment is today. You know, our, our competition isn't state farm. It isn't all state. It's Geico and progressive. 
because they're spending zillions of dollars every year on advertising. What we're selling and we're selling is a personal relationship that somebody has with their agent. And, you know, given the, given the right situation, people, whether they realize or not, would rather have that. Um, especially when it comes time for claim or the important stuff, you know, you can't go to Geico and get life insurance. You can't plan for your retirement. Um, so we're, we're getting better. <clears throat> we're getting better at doing what they do and then turning it into what we do. Mm-hmm. What's, um, uh, thinking back of your experience now as district manager, what's the most gratifying uh, part of your job, uh, uh, uh today? Taking people who uh, aren't sure they can do what we do and helping them doing whatever it takes to put them in a position where they can. Um, It probably sounds arrogant, but in a lot of cases, when somebody comes in and we interview them, I can tell whether or not they can do it. And it doesn't make me a genius. It's just a matter I've seen it so many times. You know when that person has it, whatever it is, whatever their it is. Um... They just, they've got, they just got it, man. You know, they can do it. And, uh, it's fun to, to call them on it years later and say, you remember when you came in for the first time and I told you that you could do what we do. And then they think back and they, they, they remember that. And it's, Hey, that's neat. It's just making a difference in their lives, uh, their children's lives, you know, just, um, having them realize the success that maybe they couldn't have. Uh, if they weren't associated with with a group of people who uh, actually has sincere interest in their well being, yeah, yeah. If you uh, uh, obviously you've got uh, years of experience uh, in the business, both as an a- as an adjuster, producer, and as an a- as a manager, uh, you know, uh, what are a couple things that, or, or one or two things that maybe if you had a do over, you would tackle them a little bit differently than you you, you did uh, uh, the way you did. Uh, um, during the dot-com before, you know, when the dot-com, uh, deal was going great guns, I probably should have got out of Palo Alto. <laughs> I was, we were, I mean, the rents were insane. We we're like five bucks a square foot, but you know, we had a presence there. We had a history there just down the road in Mountain View. And so, yeah, I got, I got into five years there and, and that, that probably could have done something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and that's why eventually we moved across the bay. And as soon as we did that, the dot com bust happened. There was no more traffic, and I would, that drive wouldn't have been so bad anymore. But uh, I, I don't know. Having having better judgment about uh, uh, and maybe maybe seeing the big picture a little better. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know that I can give you specific instances. Just generally, I, I tend to get tunnel vision, and, and with those things, we do real well at. But we've got to do real well a lot of different things. And, yeah. Well, you've got uh, how many agents uh, that you're responsible for in your district now? Uh, 30, no, as of uh, about a week ago, 39. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got to do a lot of thinking and a lot of uh, preparation. Uh, you know, where do you uh, do your best thinking and what time of day? Honestly, and it sounds probably, well, I do my best think. I do my best work in the morning. I'm a, I'm a morning person. Uh afternoons, mid-afternoons are tough. I got to get up and move around. Otherwise I'm <laughs> dozing off. But, yeah. um, my, my best thinking is either, uh, after work or on weekends, honest to God, uh, sitting in the backyard by the pool. Yeah. Just relaxing, uh, and just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, naturally in any business, uh, particularly when you're self-employed, 
you've got uh, things that are going to happen that are unexpected. Right. Uh, how do you advise uh, your agents uh, to respond to those unexpected things that they're going to encounter in their practice? You, you have to take it, um, you have to separate yourself from it, kind of get outside your body and look at it from uh, somebody else's point of view. I used to get angry at everything, everything. <laughs> and, you know, uh, getting older probably has changed that a little bit. But, you know, it, it, it is something the end of the world, probably not. But it's like you, you can either get upset or you can go about fixing it. And it's just, you know, easier for me to dive in and say, okay, what are we going to do? We had a, about three years ago, we had a guy who was uh, in the process of becoming a new agent in the office next to where we are right now. He started having a heart attack. I was about 32 years old. Mm. So, uh, one of the, I think it was one of the girls, Sylvia was, she's freaking out a little bit. For some reason I wasn't. And I just, I grabbed, I went right for the aspirin, which is, I guess what you're supposed to do or it worked. And, um, we got a 911 and, and the fire department got here and they got him out and he's fine now. But, um, yeah, I probably the worst, the worst situation, probably the calmer I am. I get mad at the little stuff. Yeah. That's what grinds me. Yeah. So if you had uh, chosen uh, a different path and not a, in the insurance business, what kind of a occupation might you be in today? Doubtful it'd be construction because that's just over the long haul. That's just too hard. I always would have loved to be a Division One basketball coach. Um, Were you a pretty good basketball player? Yeah, yeah. But I, I love the game. Uh, I especially love the fact that the. Golden State Warriors just won the world championship. But I, I like the idea of college basketball because you have control over the players. Um, in the NBA, you really don't. You know, and I, I'd probably be somewhere between Bobby Knight and, uh, you know, no chair throwing, but somewhere between Bobby Knight and I don't know who. Um, John Wooden, I suppose. Yeah. Boy, that's a wide range. And were you a point guard or a power no, forward? No, power, power. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't quick enough or fast enough to be a point guard. <laughs> so I, was, I was a banger. Yeah. You know, it's uh, thinking back, uh, you had mentioned a little bit earlier about your start and with your dad's business and in the paint business. Uh, what was some advice maybe that you, either advice or maybe an example that your father uh, and mother said that you find uh, really is applicable today and it kind of proves the, that uh, they knew what they were talking about? Um, I, I mean, I, I don't I mean, do the right thing for the right reasons. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever saw either one of them do anything that wasn't, you know, Exactly the right thing to do, you know. It's the golden rule. You, know, you can never go wrong doing that. Yeah. What are your guiding principles, uh, maybe rules or creeds that you live by uh, uh, that you follow uh, in your practice here? Uh, I, I'm not the one that's the one that created it, but you know, be good to them, or be good for them, not be good to them. You know, it's it's our job is you want to do both, but you, you gotta you gotta be tough. Um, you know, and when we're done here, I've I got a meeting with a group that, that can do better, should do better, and they're going to do better because yeah. um, we're going to get them there. But, you know, tough love. Uh, you know, if somebody makes a mistake, man, you got to say, hey, you screwed up. We need to fix it. Yeah. You know, it, it's always, you know, you got to come back. You got to be, you know, tough on them, but then come back around and always end it, you know, with, but we're going to help. Yeah. What do you get most excited about, uh, about the insurance business today? And, uh, what excites you and uh, you think is a great opportunities that, uh, that uh, are in the business? New people are helping make new people successful, you know, but also see the, uh, the people that, that work for me 
succeed and excel. I mean, I, I've got uh, two girls that have been here with one nine years, one eight years, and they're, you know, they're like my daughters and pushing them to become better. I, I think had they not come here and it has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with them. I don't think they would have reached this, the heights of success that they have. But again, it, it comes back to trying to make a difference for, for people, you know, um, you know, create, I create relationships. When I go to the, the agents, when I need something, they produce. Kevin, it's uh, been wonderful to be here in uh, Newark, California and meet you. And uh, thank you for having us and being on our program today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.